This is Channel 253. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. One, two, two. Interchangeable. White Ladies. Welcome to the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast. I'm Hope. I'm Annie. Today our essential question is uh, geared around the holiday season, and that is this question, who in white America deserves lumps of coal this year? All right. Our (laughs) sponsor today is the War on Christmas. The radical secularization of a Christian holiday that co-opted pagan sun-worshipping traditions with impunity. This holiday season simply ignore the appropriative elements of our cherished pastimes and celebrate Christmas for what it means to you. Toasting the birth of a bleeding heart, anti-establishment peacenik, festooning your dead tree with stale popcorn and pretty twinkly lights, feeding the capitalist machine with your hard-earned green or going ass over tea kettle in an ice skating rink to make lifelong memories with your family of spending Christmas Eve in the ER with a broken wrist. If you're not celebrating Christmas because you have a different set of traditions, enjoy the crap out of them. As the heathens say, happy holidays. And with that intro and the laugh that you hear in the background, we have with us a wonderful guest, Katie so Evans. So wonderful. Hi. Hi, ladies. I'm excited to be interchangeable. <laughs> and We're so happy to have if you. If you don't know what Katie Evans looks like, she also has short brown hair. <laughs> I look, we just I pulled like back her. right now, and she's got glasses. We're all wearing glasses. <laughs> Thank <laughs> goodness. Yeah. Katie is the assistant executive director at the Grand Cinema, and what? most so importantly, cool. She is Tacoma's holiday hero. Holiday hero. She was also nominated. Are you the holiday shiro? Ooh, I can be both. Okay. That's true. I'm I'm comfortable either direction. She's also recently a guest on Nerd Farm, and I was a little mad because um, Nate grabbed you before we did, Um, but whatever. Uh, And on episode 49, (laughs) it's cuffing season, so we might refer back to that at some point. Excellent. Yeah. So welcome to the show, Katie. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you both very much. Yeah, uh, Jamika and I did our best to turn that movies <laughs> podcast up kind of about the holidays, too. We, we nice. did a pretty good job. That's awesome. <laughs> so let's start first with the most important thing. What are we drinking on this fine afternoon? Mm, well, um, I was really late to the podcast, so I, I needed to bring something to I needed to bring a treat. Mm. So I brought uh, some silk nog and some rum. And that's what we're going to do. Let me tell you, it is a treat. Yeah. <laughs> and I threw my my. Starbucks espresso mm, shots yeah. in there too. It's like combining the originality yeah. with really, like basicness. Really balance right it out too. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that. So, Katie, we, we also have to start by asking you first how the heck did you become the holiday hero and what does that mean to you? Uh, it is a full, like, I gave myself that title. Mm. No one, I mean, everyone is fine recognizing me as such, but uh, I'm just a really, I'm a really big fan of Christmas and. I very much appreciated that intro because <laughs> I, I our, our sponsor is, is glad to have you here too. <laughs> um, I think it's for me. It's very important to find what it is that I love to celebrate, especially in the darkest time of year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why solstice is a thing. Why mm-hmm. communities mm-hmm. felt like they had to come together and like get themselves through the horrid darkness, and so that's really why I love the holiday season. I like. I like trees. I like lights. I like (laughs) drinking. I like cookies. I really like Christmas music in a way that is 
like it's an inventory. Yeah, I expect yeah. this of you as the holiday hero. However, yeah. I don't know. We've never actually talked about. Oh yeah, your love I feel of Christmas like you music. should meet my wife because she also loves Christmas <laughs> music year round, and we usually watch Christmas Vacation three or four times a year, not in the winter. Oh, that's yeah. cute. It's quite fun. I really yes. uh, the movie is also really good. Yeah, yeah, it's classic. Yeah, it's it's painful. Yeah, like, literally painful. But yeah, yes. it's hard to watch. <laughs> it is but hard to watch. <laughs> it's quite good though. How long uh, have you been the holiday hero? Yeah, how long is it? When, um, I inherited uh, the love of Christmas from my grandmother oh. and my mother, so it's a maternal, um, matriarchal tradition mm. for us. That's awesome. Um, and my tree is like now covered in all of my grandma's old oh. Christmas ornaments. Oh. And um, yeah, we we were singers. We were always in choir, mm. and so the music part of it was always really important. And my house always. My my grandma's house and my my mother's house always kind of explode with very tasteful decor, and mm-hmm. I t- I took it to the next level. I get a little I get a little describe wild. this next level distasteful or no, just, no, just like a lot. A I lot, have a yeah. extra as the kids say. Yeah, I have a twelve hundred square foot house, and like my living space is like one little living room and yeah. one little dining room, and there are two full size trees mm-hmm. in it, and then probably like six or seven varying sizes of other trees that I put on top nice. of everything. So and you got to have the Charlie Brown tree. Yeah. you got to have the, yeah, the I got, I got, centerpiece tree and the dining room table. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, a champagne sparkle tree that's seven and a half feet Ooh. tall. And then we always get a real tree. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. Our so. tree, we got, it's a artificial tree and we got it at Ikea a few years ago. <laughs> and we saw it and thought, I'm pretty sure that that's a lawn tree that you like decorate outdoors. <laughs> and then we... But it was really, it looked really real. And so we bought it and that's just our tree now. And we just like, it. it's really, it's a handsome fake tree. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Nature keeps trying to get me to invest in an artificial tree. I don't know why, because he actually hates Christmas and he hates trees. Um, but for me, because I grew up mostly in countries where we didn't have access to those trees. Oh, yeah. Like for us, I mean, it, it was funny because it became like more of a symbol later on. So we had like, we had one of those giant 70s televisions, you know, with like the oh, big yeah, wood um, paneling. Wood paneling, it, yeah. right? So that was a Christmas. We have pictures of that being our Christmas tree. Oh, I remember really um, the little tiny cute one, artificial one we picked up somewhere or my mom picked up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I remember one, a couple of years in China, one or two years in China, we had, she had cut out a giant tree. This was in high school out of like construction paper oh. and <laughs> we made lights. So Actually, cute. we taped lights and we made fake little ornaments. Yeah. So when I'm in Washington, I always think like real tree, or you know, even yeah. if it's like the five dollar cute like Charlie Brown tree or whatever. Um, yeah. That Have was you ever affordable. heard this song "Christmas in the Northwest"? No. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> we need okay. It's yeah. I feel like if it was remixed with like a beat, maybe it's a gift God wrapped in green. Oh yes. So you need to hear that song. It's really important. We should link to that in the show notes because that is a that is something yeah it's Doug can spice I mean, it in it is a different Please experience don't. being here I think like and also like my family who lives in Arizona <laughs> they put like Christmas lights on their saguaros yeah mm-hmm. and like that's yeah I mean not indoors obviously but yeah cactus lights so Katie what's your favorite thing about this season um I really just like I love holiday movies. Mm. I have a gazillion holiday movies. I really just like sitting in my house next to my tree, like <laughs> yeah. listening so to pretty. some like nonsense music. Uh, I I do have a lot of events. I do a no rules cookie party. Mm. Uh, my mom and I are gonna go caroling. That's awesome. <laughs> I think I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. So, are you going with anybody else? Just the two of you? Uh, we we have a group. I think about eight. Oh, we're gonna go wow. sing in an echoey building because yeah. it sounds real pretty. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then we're gonna go get drinks. And then, uh, 
Yeah, I I make a killer eggnog yeah, and yeah, I just uh, we do a winter reading every mm-hmm. year, so. Read Can you each talk other. about the winter reading? Yeah, what's yeah. because it's like a really cool tradition. I know I've attended a couple times, and then yeah. it just kind of exploded in lots of different. And ways. And then I now. would also like to hear about your favorite Christmas movie, but winter reading first. That's a the favorite Christmas. Movie. I'd have to go by genre, but okay, okay, we'll uh, we can we can do that. <laughs> we got time. Um, so, gosh, when did I start? I think maybe I started ten plus years ago. Um, I like telling stories, and I like hearing people. I've always loved being read aloud to. So we, it, they can be original. They can be some of your favorites. They do not have to be Christmas themed. They can be winter themed. Mm-hmm. We've had like H.P. Love, Lovecraft and zombie stories mm-hmm. and like really, really cool abstract poetry. But it's seems kind of cold so it counts <laughs> I feel like I went to one one year and we definitely read like some Russian like theorist Ooh. Um, Jay Quackenbush no maybe that what year right. that sounds about right shout out Jay if you're listening to this episode That's awesome. yeah so so yeah, like and, a little and, Lenin, a little Marxist theory. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it got really big, and now this year I'm going to bring it back into right. my house, and we're going to do it at the house on the on the 23rd. If cool. Anyone, if anyone wants to come, oh, that'd be that's fun. <laughs> awesome. That sounds amazing. So you said that among Christmas movies, subgenres of Christmas movies, what's your favorite classic Christmas movie? Mm. Um, my favorite classic. I'm actually really excited this year at the Grand Cinema. I push for some kind of obscure mm. holiday classics. So for our classic film this year, we're doing Bell, Book, and Candle, which is a mm. witchy Christmas story oh, cool. starring Kim Novak as a um, modern art uh dealer in New York City and she falls in love with Jimmy Stewart and then she, you know, develops some <laughs> charms to make oh. him fall in love with her. It's oh. really fantastic. And we Sounds pair great. it with his sparkling wine tasting. Ooh. So it's really awesome. Wait, when is that? That's uh December nineteenth. Okay. Sounds Great. really fun. Yes. Sounds super tickets, fun. It sells out. Can, it's amazing. That sounds really great. And sounds, then uh, Yeah, like super fun. Yeah. And every once in a while you run into those Christmas films that have this like Really proto-feminist kind of mm. yeah. zing to it, which makes me real happy. Um, Desk Set is another one of those mm. with Katherine Hepburn. Uh, she runs like the the information and library services for a TV station, <laughs> um, and so it's her and these like three other sassy ladies oh. who are essentially badass librarians. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, and, and then uh, what happens? Uh, or what's the conflict? Well, I would Spencer Spencer Tracy, yes. <laughs> Is a is a, a computer engineer essentially, and so the the threat is that they're going to put in a giant computer to replace them all. No, but of course oh, that's no. not going to work. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and it, there's a big penultimate like <laughs> Christmas office party where everyone's like crazy drunk and running around, and it's just like it's a very fun. Um, Sounds like just a romp. Like, it's a full romp. Yeah. Her outfits are incredible. Oh, yeah. So that's what we did for the sparkling wine tasting last year. That's great. That was oh. the most live audience. Like, everyone was talking back to the still. Like, yes. Commenting <laughs> You're like, on this all is not even guests. in Lakewood Town Center right now. Yeah. Like, what is happening? It was awesome. That's amazing. That's awesome. Everyone was like, applauding anything and just yeah. you could hear the sparkling wine bottles rolling down the aisles yeah you know it's, it's a rowdy it's a party that's mm-hmm. funny it reminds me i've been seeing this meme like on social media about christmas movies and it's yeah. like you know the sad girl who like needs something in her life and then the romance and then there's like a dog or a kid you know i was at um, the, this the i heard about this on npr this morning they were talking about like the christmas prince mm-hmm. i guess it was a movie last year and then they have a sequel, a sequel. yeah but i haven't seen it but they were talking about it and i was they mentioned the kind of trope of like the small business owner who's having a hard mm-hmm. time and then Christmas rolls around and everything's, you know, revived and it's like the Hallmark classic. Yeah, that's like the second yeah. version. They were talking about one movie that was like 
now I don't know what it was called, but a woman who owned a year-round Christmas hat store, and it wasn't doing well. But then the holidays came around. <laughs> that sounds, it's like that so inevitably, that inevitably your insulting. business will inevitably your business <laughs> will that, pick yeah. up. You know, because yeah, Christmas comes time. back. No, you so. know when we all get our Christmas hats every year. It's a big, you know, yeah, oh, just universal changes. tradition yeah. where we <laughs> all Christmas get a, hats. Go and get a yeah. Christmas hat. I, I there is a year on Christmas store in Sedona, Arizona that I went to last time I was in Arizona, and that place is really cool. It's like in a weird attic space, and it's like it probably about as big as this studio that we're in currently which is like small for a store yeah um and all the walls have mirrors on them so you feel Aww. like the room is really big but it's really just a closet in an attic um but it's sure open it wasn't year, like a it's weird open year round back in the day it sounds like you're in a no. snow globe or yeah. something nuts it's oh, that's actually really great katie uh, other holiday movies that you recommend well last year uh for christmas night after we had all um had a lot of eggnog we watched hannah which is not a traditional <laughs> Christmas film, but it is a snowy movie, and yeah. it's about Saoirse Ronan being this, like, very amazing, um, kind of, like, super spy-trained kid, oh. um, and it's her and Kate Blanchett, and it's, like, mm. the showdown. Sounds awesome. It's so good! Wow. That sounds That's really awesome. good. We had a really nice time, just, like, yeah. everyone's laying on the floor, and we're like, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations? So we got a message on, or a message, like as if I'm so old, on Twitter. Someone tweeted at IWL <laughs> and was asking um, whether or not there were any holiday films that were like not just white people mm-hmm. doing white people-y things. Mm-hmm. And so I started kind of going down, especially on Netflix they were looking for, but I started kind of going down the spiral. And there are a, there were a few movies that popped up um, in terms of like actually having people of color in them. And then yeah. also, like you mentioned, like more winter theme rather than like mm-hmm. holiday specific. Mm-hmm. Um, any that come to mind that you would recommend? I could go through the whole list if you would like. Get it. Okay. So Because <laughs> there's only two? Is that, is that <laughs> no, there's, there's a lot. So uh, maybe a lot it might be a strong word, but I, I, I often seek it out, too, because yeah. white cri- uh, yeah. whiteness at Christmas time <laughs> and making that yeah. kind of a universal story yeah. is, like, really troubling. And, yeah. Um, and ultimately, if you just watch the family stone over and over again and you see the, you know, characters with disabilities and the, uh, and the black character, like fully sidelined, you're like, okay, yeah. I'm tired of this. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Some- Come on. All right. <laughs> oh, wait, um, wait, hold on. It's time to ring that shame jingle bell. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. The shame jingle bell. <laughs> All right. Keep going. <laughs> so I'm, I'm also always on the lookout for queer Christmas mm-hmm. films. Oh, um, yeah. The, what? Are those a thing? Yes. Oh, yes. One of the greatest uh, contemporary queer films is Carol. Oh, yeah. Which is a, a fantastic lesbian Christmas story. Yeah. It's not really a Christmas story, but it is for me. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, set in the holiday season. It is. Yeah. Um, and Tangerine is also mm-hmm. set during the holiday season. Um, an incredible story of friendship. on Chris- And it's all on Christmas Eve, and you don't kind of realize that until later, and you're like, <laughs> Wait a minute! This is a Christmas movie. How <laughs> that happen all on the same day? Yeah. That's so, um, this is not this is the main character of this film is a white lady, but it's um, it's a really cool film. It's a recent indie film called uh, "Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town," <laughs> starring Mackenzie Davis as this kind of down and out indie songwriter who has really kind of let her. Let everything fall apart, and she has to get from one side of L.A. to the other in mm. order to basically break up her ex-boyfriend's engagement mm. party. Um, but it's also about who she is as an artist, and she is she gets to be this kind of desperate and ugly 
anti-hero, mm. um, but it has it doesn't necessarily really have anything to do about her relationship with this dude. Mm. Um, it's really about her relationship with herself and mm. her family and mm-hmm. her artistry. And so it's a it's a very refreshing story, and it's like a big like train wreck of yeah. this. Like yeah. she's trying to get it. It's it's great. There's incredible cameos everywhere, including Annie Potts and. Um, it is an incidental Christmas movie. So you realize you start seeing all like the wreaths and the trees everywhere. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. all right, this one counts. Cool. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Also, Carrie Coon, the mm-hmm. actor from, uh, what was the, The Leftovers? Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of pops up oh. everywhere and she's like super yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, I believe she was stage trained, but she has a really important part oh, in this okay. film. It, it, there's a really, really amazing. So check it out. You can get it on the Google Play, I believe. Okay, cool. Very inexpensive. <laughs> That's awesome. Support awesome. independent filmmakers. Yes. Um, there's also a Christmas film starring Tupac Shakur. What? <laughs> called what? Gridlocked. I've never seen no. it. We should watch it together. It's Tupac and <laughs> Tim Roth. And we should um, borrow one of those little task cams and just record the ridiculous yeah. commentary during it. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know, like, I've heard Sounds good awesome. things. Okay. I don't know anything about it, but I'm like, hmm. okay, Tupac and a Christmas, it's an incidental, but still yeah. very exciting. This is a this is a weird one. Do you have a favorite Christmas horror movie slash thriller? Oh yeah. What is it? Which one's your favorite? Well, Hannah, I make that yeah. a little yeah. bit. Um, um Real quickly, Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas is quite good. Oh, um, I'm intrigued. Yes, uh, I, didn't I even was, know they did a Christmas one. In Bruges is a good kind of action mm, okay. Christmas film. Yeah, Rare Exports is really the the pinnacle of. Okay. So if you've never seen Rare Exports, we show it every year at the Grand. It's a Finnish Krampus-inspired action fantasy adventure. Whoa. We're definitely going to ask you about Krampus, by the way, because yeah, I have that in my definitely. notes here. We can talk about Krampus. My mom <laughs> loves Krampus. Have I told you about this? No. My mom <laughs> has the graphic novel, and she... Oh, yeah. 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 She loves Krampus. She asked... We got it for her for Christmas a couple years ago, because she was like, I want this Krampus story. And she's just, like, super into it. And my mom is like... My mom, she's one of those people who, like also really loves Christmas um, and so anything Christmas adjacent mm-hmm. is like her fave so the David Sedaris like mm-hmm. the Santa Lynn Diaries and mm-hmm. stuff she loves David Sedaris but yeah Krampus I just was surprised I was like really mom Krampus and she was like yeah it's great so, <laughs> that's so cool I know oh back to your movies so and then we'll talk about Krampus more in depth yeah which what you said horror Christmas oh yeah horror thriller uh, yeah couple friends uh so my partner and i get together with a couple of our other friends yeah. and we were watching hogs watch every year which is this mm. kind of um hilarious so it's i don't know if either of you have read any terry pratchett mm. i have not mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's set in his like Discworld series and like death is a main character <laughs> and oh. hog the hog father is like the equivalent to santa claus but he's like a pig person <laughs> and hogs watch is the equivalent to All christmas All i can think about is animal farm animal farm pigs yes yeah, sure like humanoid pigs so a, it is quite a good uh 3 hour experience okay. especially if you're wow. like full of chinese food and you're a little yes. high oh perfect Super Super fun. Okay. We broke off that tradition a couple years ago, and uh, last year we watched 30 Days of Night, Snowy, Vampires. Let the Right One In, Snowy, Vampires. Yeah. Uh, The Thing, Snowy, Alien Monsters. Yeah. Fargo, Snowy, Homicide. It's really sad I still haven't seen Fargo after all these years. It's like on my list every year, and I never watch it. I don't know why I've never watched it. This is the year for you to watch it. Maybe it is. And apparently Hogwatch I should also watch. This year we're watching Snowpiercer. 
Oh, okay. isn't that the train one? <laughs> yes. Tell tell the audience about that. That's amazing. <laughs> it's that's a um, good. It's a. It's funny because uh, I follow a lot of film Twitter, and some for some reason Snowpiercer started making the rounds again. Um, people talking about like how underrated Chris Evans' performance is in that. <laughs> Tilda Swinton it. is in this. Oh, I love Tilda Swinton. It's a post-apocalyptic. For some reason, the only way everyone is surviving is because they're on a train that just keeps going around yeah. and around. Have oh, you never seen this? So, <laughs> it's, so it's like speed, but <laughs> the on a train. train is... Yes, and then the train is all uh, yeah. class base so yeah. like the oh. the rich people get to be up front and all the poor people are in the back yeah. and like oh. creepy bricks of something and yeah. find out what those are what? and, and when then is this movie basic- made oh, like when a couple is- years ago it's not that old really yeah it's not feel that old at least it's fantastic i'm getting a film education today i'm extremely it's excited really i'm definitely gonna watch awesome that. um any more that you'd throw out there for us? Oh, gosh. There's probably uh, so many more. You know, Vanessa Williams, A Diva's Christmas Carol, yeah. is also very underrated. Super fun. It's uh, a Christmas Carol told through, like, a pop diva, and it's Vanessa oh, Williams. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. I feel like it was a TV movie, but it was super cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trading Places has its oh. has its issues, um, but Eddie Murphy is mm-hmm. awesome in it, mm-hmm. and it is ultimately kind of a... A little bit of an anti-capitalist through line mm. or, or Robin Hood through line. Hmm. So that's kind of nice. Cool. Mm. How do you feel about um, Lethal Weapon and Die Hard? Because I feel like every dude, not to stereotype, but most dudes that I know, yeah. there's the most qualifier, are like, oh, my God, it's such a good Christmas music and I'm like, or movie. And I, I just don't yeah. feel like it is. But I'm curious about the holiday hero here. Would you classify that? Yeah, those what do you think? It? I'm fine with Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Um, who's the Lethal Weapon director? He's He's been screwing up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what mm-hmm. he did. He mm-hmm. did something. Is it, who's the guy who just directed the Predator movie? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Ahead. Are they the same? I'm <laughs> not can, sure. We can Google it <laughs> we while, find we, out. while we record um, today. Here, you talk about that and I'll find out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... Um, I don't have strong feelings okay. about Lethal Weapon. Um, is it Shane Black? Richard that... Donner? No. Well, that's he directed a... he directed Lethal Weapon. That's a kind of a Christmas name. <laughs> hey, that's a Christmas name. Um, let me see who I'm thinking of because I'm pretty. Sh- I am thinking of Shane Black, who is a filmmaker who has often set his like mm-hmm. he did The Long Kiss Goodnight. He did mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff. Um, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Like I think, mm. um, but he he was the one who hired his friend who had been charged with mm-hmm. sexual harassment or something or assault, mm-hmm. but didn't tell anyone on mm-hmm. set. And then Olivia Munn hmm. found out yeah. and spoke out about yeah. it. And then they still yeah. So I put him on that complicated yeah yeah in the back. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this before on the show, but whenever like the, that kind of information comes up, you kind of have to reconcile like the combination of the art, but also like are the replacements. Oh. And there's so many, there are other great artists and people doing good, interesting work, whatever like genre Who we're talking about. Are not sexual predators, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think I mean that's part of the tension yeah. about reconciling it, but also like yeah. you can read somebody else besides Sherman Alexie. Like mm-hmm. it is what it it's is, totally but also option. there's other people. Totally I, an option. I I articulated it to myself like I am fine with having no more heroes mm, and particularly when there have been so many older white dudes that I have 
loved and admired for years and years. And then they pop off and either do something horrible or even just say something dumb. You know, like, I, I don't need your yeah. I don't need your stuff no. anymore. Nope. Bye. No. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. It, make, it makes more room for us to discover new and exciting voices yeah. that have yeah. been marginalized. That's and, a great point. Super true. If you were to identify, so kind of shifting a little bit, if you were to identify some of your favorite holiday songs, um, oh, yeah. what would you say they are? Like top three? Oh, Is that possible? No. Um, holiday arrow. Top three? You're asking the holiday. I don't know if that's fair. So I every year I make a playlist, and every year they get more and more obscure. To the Is point this on where, Spotify, like oh, can people yeah. find you. Yes. Oh yeah, okay. there, it's a holiday hero Xmas. And, hey, there you go. And the year. Um, and I just published my most recent one. So there are some classics that I really like. Um, but I really I really like finding super weird stuff. <laughs> um, God, let me see. Why if am I not can... even surprised? Um, so if I were to look it up on Spotify, I would look up Holiday Hero Xmas 2018. Yeah, Xmas oh, okay. with an X. Okay. Um, and I'm assuming... Christmas in the Northwest is not on your list this year. I haven't put one on a playlist okay. before. I mean, the songs. It's a this song a Washington classic, like the holiday version <laughs> of what's that American proud to be yeah. an American? Oh, yeah. oh, it is that. It's fully that, and it's also but it's also very specific to like like Western Washington. Yeah, which is really strange. I need you need to hear. So like we love to recycle around the holidays. That's the song. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. But I but I will recommend. There's some new holiday albums that are. Fantastic! John Legend just came out with his legendary oh, Christmas cool. album this year. It's really lovely. Um, I also really like it when um, artists make original Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. The new Sia album that came out uh, oh, last year, the year before, almost I think it's fully original songs, which nice. makes me very happy. That's Ariana awesome. Grande's holiday songs mm-hmm. are all awesome. Mm-hmm. I love Pentatonix. Their Christmas albums are great. Um, they're really nice for like just relaxing around the house and like you're doing. Picking up, doing a housework on the weekends, like a little pentatonics Christmas. Yeah. So talented. Yeah, so talented. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Big Frida has an incredible Christmas oh, album. Yeah. Christmas spelled with two Zs at the end. <laughs> Sweet. It's awesome. Talk yeah. about, like, getting chores yeah. done and twerking in your own home. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is probably the best place to twerk, actually. Well, yeah, for some of us. I mean, for some, for some of us. us. Yeah. For me, maybe in yeah. particular. <laughs> there was a student the other day that was like twerking during the advisory <laughs> no. class, which is like a seminar, Don't like do study that. skills. And I was like, bro, you got to stop. He was good at it, but I wasn't going to say that. I was just like, sit down. This is an approach for school and do your homework. But yeah. he was like cracking up, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah. and you're also just kind of like, oh my gosh, how am I telling a 15 year old to like yeah. stop twerking? Please stop doing hall? that like, with your body. Why is this even yeah. part of my life? Yeah. <laughs> I I'm wondering. This is not song related music related but it is christmas related yeah how do you feel about elf on a shelf um i think it's horrible thank you tell me why i hate i'm sorry for all my listeners who like it but not that sorry i don't i don't like it but i don't hate it and i'm wondering what what, tell me tell me about it are you know the shame jingle like a subtle jingle uh, it seems like a like a scary christmas trap like you thought oh this is gonna be cute and then you're like yeah Oh, I have to do like a thing every day. Yeah. And it also seems like wouldn't it be more fun if you and your kids like came up with these like silly stories of what the elf was doing together mm. instead of like all the pressures on the parents to invent these like wacky scenarios every night? Yeah. Well, don't Nonsense. you have other better things to do like fold laundry and like take the dog for a walk and stuff? Or just like read your kid's <laughs> yeah. story. Right. Like, it just seems horrible. Yeah. So I take it you don't have an elf on the shelf. 
Well, I don't have any children, so yeah. Could you? you could I do don't it for know why partner. I would do it on my own. <laughs> See, I feel like. <laughs> I just think also like, Avatar Marty is like, like yeah. what happened? I was like, the elf did a yeah. horrible thing. It's also right? like so creepy. I feel, I feel, well, like, I feel no like, reason. I feel like it's also it's creepy because it's like surve- like like Big Brother like surveillance yes. state like he's yeah. watching you for Santa. But then the <sighs> other thing about Elf on a Shelf that I find like strange is that like as your kids get older if you do have kids and you have an elf on a shelf the like it's just like presents get bigger and bigger as your kids get mm. older like you cannot sustain that level of of like gift excitement you cannot there are not enough unique things for elf on a shelf to do for your 17 year old kid to be like oh yeah it's still funny you yeah know? what's elf on a shelf doing at that point like breaking the cars like i don't know yeah. what he would be doing that yeah that would be like that would be big enough it's kind of like that's the thing about you know having children at christmas too is it like you have to maintain expectations that are like reasonable Absolutely. And Elf on a Shelf is an extension of that. It's like when people have um, birthday parties for their kids that are really like intense. I think about like, yeah, yeah four year old. Like, is your four year old going to remember Disneyland? No, wait till they're 10 no. or like is your 15. Old, yeah, <laughs> seriously. And also, if you want to go to Disneyland, you can just go to Disneyland. True. You it's open. Your it's open a lot. Your four year old year. can stay with grandma and auntie, yeah. and you mm. can go to Disneyland. Like, That's accurate. True. Preach. Super true. Okay, Krampus. Can people explain to me why? this is a thing and why people are so into it in the it's U.S. It's a very old thing. Right. And it's Austrian, right? So some of the things I read about it were... Yeah, it's like it's like classic Alpine paganism. Kay. So it's kind of Scandahoovian. Mm-hmm. It's kind of across the, <laughs> yeah. the zones. Um, How do you feel about Krampus? I mean, there's not a lot of... At least when you... <laughs> when you do a, a surface-level Google search, it's not yeah. like there's... Uh, you don't find, like, a ton of really in-depth study on, like, the pagan traditions <laughs> of, like, Krampus and then, um, you know, other, like, gods and goddesses. Of there's the, no, like, of critical the, theory about Krampus? Not, or? I, there has to be somewhere. somewhere. There's got to be yeah. some nerd somewhere. But when you spend ten minutes reading Krampus stories, sure. I didn't really... I didn't get the deep dive. Mm. I mean, I I like the... I, I like that these kind of these strange, like... Mm-hmm. Icons have grown out of this these weird traditions of like because it really is like it's the the light against the dark. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. you know our Saint Nicholas figures are the ones that are like we keep the light, and then the Krampus <laughs> figures are the uh, are the ones that are like no, but the darkness is amazing, and I have goat hooves and <laughs> yeah. you know every time yeah. I see a picture of Krampus, it reminds me of uh, C.S. Lewis' Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Oh, like yeah. I feel like it should be in Narnia. Absolutely, <laughs> totally. But yeah, I mean that's where he went. All yeah. his stuff is like pagan. Based too, Krampus but like, is but also Narnia. Christian. Yeah, yeah, right. It's <laughs> Which amazing, is man. like what all these holiday Venn traditions diagram. are. They're yeah, like, exactly. Pagans, no. I mean, let's just put the Christianity stuff just right on top. <laughs> just like <laughs> this, just thinly veiled. <clears throat> yeah, sure. It's I, so you're against Elf on the Shelf, but you're pro Krampus. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, well, Elf on the Shelf was like there was a book, right? Yeah, I feel like it's like a fake tradition. Like it was made so recently that I don't even trust white people. Maybe, (laughs) yeah, possibly. (laughs) You know what? Sure. um, You know what book I really like? Speaking of like, because Krampus, the only Krampus I have seen is like the modern kind of renditions of like, like the book right of Krampus um, that's kind of emerged in the last few years. But the other book I really like that I have at home is Santa's Husband. 
Do you have that book? Oh, no. (gasps) It's so good. Mm. It's a children's book, and it's about Santa, and Santa is black, and Santa is married to his husband, Dave. Mm. And sometimes Dave goes and stands in for Santa at at malls and stuff, and that's why you think Santa is white, but he's not really white. The real Santa is black, and he's gay. And (laughs) they have Santa and his husband. So it's biracial. Biracial, queer, queer Santa. (laughs) And the book is all about Santa is is the spirit of Christmas, and he's who you want him to be. And he Mm. has looked all these different ways over the years, and he... Like it's extremely heartwarming and wonderful, um, and like just such a good book. I highly recommend. Big Freedom Santa's has husband a, has a Christmas song called "Santa Is a Gay Man." Yeah, just very straightforward. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have to bring up a really disturbing tradition that I found when Ooh. I was preparing for this episode. Oh, and that I know is where we're going. Black Pete. Mm-hmm. Black Pete. So for those people who don't know, because I didn't Sh- know Sh- until Sh- like 24 Sh- hours ago, um, in Holland, there is it's a Dutch tradition of this sidekick for Santa called Black Pete, which at first, if you feel like that sounds problematic, you are correct. And so as I spiraled down through the <laughs> internet, um, it was really interesting because this is Dutch tradition where they're like, oh, here's Santa's sidekick. And they're like, it's people, some people say, well, it's not racist because, you know, it's this character who had gone down some chimney. So that's why it's face is black but then you have all these pictures of disturbing white people in blackface makeup pretending like right. I'm sorry yelling in the mic that they're black and Pete. then what you told me was that actually Hope told me this that black Pete is from Spain and he's a moor which means that he is a black man yes. he's not covered in coal soot yes. from a chimney he yeah. is black and essentially he's like Santa's slave slash helper yes. what yes. yeah Katie what it do was, you know about this no it was I mean it's the roots are specifically like slave trade colonialism. And um, there's a filmmaker, his name's Roger uh, Ross Williams. And I think uh, mm-hmm. 2015, he made a short film called Blackface. Um, I think he had he had moved to Holland mm. and and his film, I think it's I think you can find it on CNN. Um, it's awesome because he spends all these all this time interviewing these Dutch folks who are like, no, I mean, just full denial of any kind of like historical culpability of 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 slave trade and colonialism. Like, well, we ring those jingle shame bells. Oh, Come sorry, on, Annie. sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not there on my game today. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, and really trying to defend this for and and talking about reasons of like, well, we we do it for the kids, and you're like. But then what about the non-white children uh-huh. who also live here now uh-huh. and who are called Black Pete and then teased uh-huh. and like come on. So it's been it's been very hard for them what? uh the <laughs> the Dutch to let go of oh, this particular aspect oh, wow. of their aggressively racist holiday tradition. Mm. Um the UN asked them to stop and they were like, <laughs> "No." You know it's really bad when the UN asks you to stop. Yeah. So it's I mean it's fascinating and it and it really didn't yeah. hit its stride um kind of at a at an international level yeah. uh, until like like 3 or 4 years ago huh. when people were like, "No, no, 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 no. No, really, what are you doing?" Yeah. yeah. Um and where well, thanks globalization. Now we have access to all this yeah, thanks, internet. crazy racist okay. things that people are doing and we can see them. And Well, and also to yeah. your point about like calling out that stuff for how I, I can only imagine like how long um, people who are living there who are people of color, right, who are um, in Holland and, you know, have moved there or whatever. Yeah. And now are like, uh, how do I get rid of this thing that's like part of this culture here? Or like, how yeah. do I feel about that? It was here before I got here. Yeah. And why people need to call each other out on those things, too, you know, to just yeah. say like, yo, this is not OK. Yeah. 
Yikes. Yeah, and you and you see how that kind of like good and evil continues yeah. to get twisted and tied very specifically with racism yeah. and mm-hmm. and it's it's yeah it's real but it's real it's real dumb. There's no reason to have him. He can go away. He he's not yeah. part of any particular tradition except he's just slavery. A, yeah, he's just. I'm he's, laughing because I'm extremely uncomfortable. It's so <laughs> weird, and it's just so feels weird. like how could yeah. But when you're inundated in your culture, right, you don't often realize things are yeah. problematic until someone points it out. So. Yeah. Wow. And it is that very until the UN like, points it out. Like <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a very strange like. I don't I don't spend a lot of time in Europe. Mm. Um and the the interesting in that short film, the very interesting like full denial of having anything to do with like oh no racism is a is an American issue mm-hmm. or like like what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Where do you think it came from? <laughs> you guys made it and put it over here. <laughs> the original creators of racism, Europe. Goodness. So. That's a really good bumper sticker, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good place to take a break, I think. Absolutely. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to give some gifts out to the world. That sounds great. Oh my gosh, Annie. So when's your next vacation? I don't know. It's really hard to plan. There's like... A me, Angela, baby, it's hard to travel with a baby. So I'm kind of, I don't know, just like kind of vacation sober right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you need to get away. Like make a getaway and get yeah. away. And plus, haven't you been building up your Alaska miles? Well, obviously. What self-respecting Seattle-Tacoma area traveler does not have an Alaska mileage number? I have my memorized hashtag true confessions. Oh, really? That's kind of awesome. It is really the best, though. When Even when I don't fly, I can build miles with purchases on my Alaska credit card, which uh, is cool. I like that. Yeah, I love it. We book trips using miles all the time. One year, Nate and I gorge ourselves on barbecue in Kansas City Ooh. by using our, like, miles and companion fare. Another year, we spent a week in New Orleans. You who can dat? just Yeah, who dat, who dat? I learned that you had to shout that everywhere you went. That's awesome. Yeah, this is going to be such a great way for you, your boo, and your baby to get away. Plus, your baggage fee is waived if you use Alaska credit card. That's so rad. You can pack all the diapers you want. I'm going to go check out fl- flights right now. All right. To book your next flight, visit alaskaair.com. We fly Alaska. And we're back. We're back. So in this next segment, um, we would like to pretend that we are, in fact, Santa's helpers, not in blackface, um, (laughs) just to be clear. Um, But we are going to help pass out um, some lumps of coal. So excited. Um, We can be the Krampus. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do that. Uh, Interchangeable (laughs) white lady Krampus. Um, we're we're gonna, <laughs> it's like a three-headed white lady Krampus. <laughs> cool. It's like Medusa with the snakes. Yep. Except we're cuter. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, in this segment, <laughs> we are going to go ahead and talk about people in this society, particularly white people in the last year, that really deserve some lumps of coal. So we're going to start at kind of a lower level. Yeah. Ring them bells. Yep. <laughs> So there might be a lot of bell ringing. I don't know how that's like for those of you that are like listening to us in your ears on like why you're doing laundry or whatever you're doing. Um, But we're going to start at some low levels. So, ladies, um, if you think about people this year, particularly white people who deserve just, you know, a single briquette or lump, we have right in front of us a couple of lumps of coal to help inspire us. Thanks, Doug, for lending us the coal tonight. Who would you start with? Gosh, low level is is hard. Yeah. Um, I'm going to. I'm just going to start in the in the hardest spot, really, mm. for me. Um, I'm going to start with Lena Dunham. <laughs> oh, yeah. Say more. She's really problematic. Uh, she, I mean, 
Did you guys read the new profile that came out? Um, no, because I try to avoid her. But it's, it's like, really yeah. well done. What did, um, Allison P. Davis did quite an incredible profile. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not so it's for worth, everyone. It's Lena Dunham reading. comes to terms with herself. Mm. The why why Lena Dunham is complicated. Mm-hmm. She's complicated for a lot of reasons. <laughs> but um, there's a, a a really a really strong exploration of her health issues, mm. which then gave me this level of sympathy, mm-hmm. which is very hard for me to develop sympathy for her. Mm. <laughs> um, and then also made me think. I feel like she definitely has some like some some true, like mental issues that really need to be mm-hmm. worked out. Like why is it so important for her to put everything mm-hmm. on Instagram? Right. Like why yeah. does she need to? Anyway, the profile's worth reading. Okay. okay. And even within the profile, she couldn't stop herself from being super weird. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, Allison Davis is a black writer, mm-hmm. and at one point. She mentioned something about being black, and then Lena Dunham goes, "Oh, are both your parents black?" And it's like, "What are you doing?" (laughs) She just needs a. She needs some sort of. She needs Jingle Bell. She needs some sort of like. If it's in your head, doesn't mean you should say it it there. Stop. It doesn't mean that you should say it with your mouth. Right. Yeah. Just stop and think. Yeah. Oh boy. (laughs) So I. Oh boy. I do think that she is quite talented. I do think she's. Um. She's she's a creator who who should have opportunities to continue to learn and grow. Right. Like her her first film, Tiny Furniture, is yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, but her kind of denial of dealing with her own privilege. Yes. Like yeah. she knows That's it's she yep. knows it's there mm-hmm. and yeah. then she brushes it off. Yeah. It's like, no, but it's essential to yeah. every move you make mm-hmm. yeah. and why those moves are constantly problematic. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> she needs like so much, so much therapy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's not like cloistered, rich, white therapy. She needs different therapy. Yeah. And yeah. It so. doesn't continue to reinforce her weirdness. Um, I would say probably a lump of coal for the <laughs> the caucasity of white names this mm, year. Yeah. Um, like the one of the ones that came up in research was Journey J U R N E. Um, I mean, white people, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop naming your kids weird yeah. names. Yeah, I mean, Aiden with two A's, yeah. like Aiden. A A D E. Yeah, do you say Aiden, Aden, A? Aiden with wait two in the beginning. Yep. Yeah, like Aaron. A like A, but with D-N. a D. Yep. Mm-mm. I. I kind of like. I, I like the name. Like I like the name. Messed up names. I like the name Aiden <laughs> when it is spelled in. I mean, it's like a traditional type type of way. Maybe I'm just a traditional person. About I name think part spellings. of the issue is um, the caucasity of adding vowels to things, and <laughs> particularly because I think let's go there. Like, uh, there's a lot of smack talking about like names that often are associated with like communities of color, right? Mm-hmm. With different mm-hmm. apostrophes and L's and different kinds of things that are interesting. Um, but then you're not gonna be like focused. You're not gonna notice. That you added a bunch of E's and E I G H's and A's and Y's to your name. Come on, white people. Yeah. Apple with seven A's. <laughs> I also am going to give out a, a small lump of coal um, to the person who came up with the whole like Yanni and Laurel argument. Yeah. Um, I think mm-hmm. there needs to be a little lump of coal out there. Uh, yeah. That was a bit annoying this year. And also, the dress is gold. 
I know it's not connected, but yeah, <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, um, I feel like the Yanni Laurel thing too. Like, it was as, as simple as like those of you who are unfamiliar, this like voice saying a word, and it was an opera singer too. Yeah, BT Dubs. Oh, sing. really? Yeah, Yanni. Didn't really know that. And some people heard Yanni, and some people heard Laurel, but <laughs> the low tone. I don't remember if the low tone was Yanni or Laurel, and then the high tone. Yeah, it's like, like if a you slider, had, you could move yeah, it, you to could like, adjust it yeah, to see what you Yeah, exactly. Like. And it's I'm like still fascinated though by like what was going on, and instead of like, like talking about why this is like a celebration of differences, yeah. Like, it, and then when and the it devolved White House into memed such a, it, and I was like, gross, no, 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 yeah, no, it, no. It devolved into something like strangely like. People are really mad about it. Like, yeah. I don't know. That was the, yeah, that was strange. Mm-hmm. Nate and I were in Thailand this summer and we walked by, we were like at this um, bazaar like mall outside um, shopping area. And so we were walking around and we, there are these people kind of like talking in front of this art shop. Yeah. And one of them had their iPhone up and we looked over and it was definitely the blue gold dress debate and they were arguing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's gold. And it's like, no, it's blue. And they were like, what? Oh my God. They were having the same debate yeah. except in Thai and we That's were so all funny. cracking up. It was really funny. That's awesome. Um, someone, one of our listeners, suggested that we definitely give a lump of coal to all the people who voted no on sixteen thirty one. So recent yeah. political. Um, I can also. I, I'd like to give just a just a just a little one to Tim Iman. He um, <laughs> apparently is going bankrupt because he got sued oh, for not no. filing like not filing his campaign finance paperwork, and um, he can just um, enjoy that coal. Hmm. He can just yeah. Have, yeah. Instead of money, because he's I would, bankrupt now. I would say the folks who voted no on 1631, I would say the bigger lump of coal goes to the magnificent job they did mm. on that anti-campaign. Because <laughs> um, I had conversations with very progressive people who were like, but doesn't it like really impact farmers and like small business owners? And I was like, man, that was they did good, yeah. They yeah. Did good, good work. Job. They really did. So let's take it up a notch. Um, maybe we could give some people a couple of handfuls of coal. Okay. So who do you think deserves several handfuls, not just like a small briquette if I'm saying that correctly I feel like I go my list goes from briquettes to to like many bags because mm. okay, let's go because I sure. would like to I would like to do Quentin Tarantino next mm, go oh yeah um he's awful and <laughs> abusive yep. and mm-hmm. misogynist mm. um yeah ring it at a it was in February of 2018 when the big um kind of tell-all interview with Uma Thurman came out mm-hmm. or talked about um, how many times he had put her life in danger and threatened her and spit on her. And then also how he was the one in charge of, like, the choking and Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Those were his hands. Mm-hmm. And then somehow it was all just fine. And he also talked about how he would masturbate to Rose McGowan scene in Jawbreaker. And it's like, it, like regularly. Bring it. Bring it. There you go. And, like, m- many, like, at parties and in mixed yeah. company, like, like, it was cool. And now he's got cool. this like great big movie coming out, the first movie ever starring Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. And so I would like to say, <laughs> let's roll. all not go to that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, good we plan. To, Thank he, you. And not at all did he get booted. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. not yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah. Yep. Disgusting. Annie, you got somebody who either deserves some handfuls or a couple bags of gold. Um, I this we talked about this at lunch today. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the News Tribune editorial board <laughs> should get a bag, a handful slash bag. Um, oh, nice. Just because. Like um, a Ziploc bag full? Like, are you picturing I mean, like a like, reusable bag full? Like a space bag full? Mm, you know, like those Guys, giant Ziploc. Let's put coal in snowballs and throw it at people. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds fun. And assaultive. But yeah, still. Yeah, but fun. Also fun. Why, Annie? Well, 
they came, they wrote a letter mm-hmm. as they are wont to do mm-hmm. um backpedaling about their previous statements about Tacoma's Tacoma against Nazis mm-hmm. they previously said that it was like um that some really basically that it, the group was not going to be effective um and that it was not functional and that it was um pointless and all these things and now they're saying basically it was kind of saying some complimentary things about Tacoma Against Nazis. And that was like, I think they expect their readership to have like zero short-term memory about the things mm. that they've written. Mm-hmm. So lumps of coal, lots of them. Good job. Um, I think I'm going to give some lumps of coal um, to, this might seem not as serious as what was previously mentioned, but I think also recognizable. Um, I've had a lot of friends who've indicated that they want these people to get lumps of coal. And so that is a lumps of coal for all the white people who are making that bland potato salad or throwing quinoa into their random things and throwing on uh, mayonnaise there. You deserve a couple lumps of coal. There you go. Um, what would you use instead Add of mayonnaise? Because I Miracle Whip. Uh, oh boy, that's gross. And definitely not yogurt. I think, oh God, no. I think <laughs> Greek mir- yogurt. Miracle Whip. Don't is, add Greek yogurt to your potato salad. I'm gonna go out on a limb here at the risk of um, getting a lump of coal myself and say that Miracle Whip is disgusting. I'm not a, no, I'm not a mayonnaise it fan. It is sugary mayonnaise. Mm-mm. It is sick. It's still better than mayo. Ooh, I, I, yeah. I don't know. We yeah, started. We started homemaking the um, the garlic sauce tomb. Oh, oh yeah. T o u m. Oh, that's a game changer. Oh, yeah. You can put that on everything. That sounds really good. Yeah. That sounds um, good. I actually, um, about mayonnaise, um, I feel like <laughs> I don't even eat mayonnaise. And I that's still, why I feel like you can't And I still in feel here. really strongly Come about on, it, though. Vegan. Like I, But like, there's like veganaise, which is analogous to mayonnaise. Mm. And um, Miracle Whip is awful. I Doug, love veganaise. I, I do, it's too. So it's delicious. so good. Doug, I feel like I want your hot take here on the mayonnaise. Doug, we need to Miracle know Whip. your opinion. Mayonnaise is essential. Miracle Whip is is is. Oh, no. From some other planet. My dad yeah. talk this about. is definitely yeah. a, white, uh, a white divide That's in the room That's what we're talking here. about. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, truly. We'll keep, we'll keep moving on. I'm Cultural. On a, on a white food. <laughs> <laughs> um, other people who deserve bags of coal. Someone on our Twitter feed recommended that we give a bag of coal to whoever runs a city club Twitter account. Um, particularly because if yeah, you don't know Tacoma drama... <laughs> I actually am uh, unaware of this, but they someone mentioned often it. And I, accidentally I'd like to know. tweet really weird things. So, for example, um, there was a tweet that was like extremely like uh, they say that they're a nonpartisan organization, <laughs> except it was extremely like right wing and not just like Republican, like hard right. Uh huh. And so then they backpedal. We're like, oh my god, we've been hacked. And then there was another. Yeah, they're always being hacked. Yeah, there's a lot of hacking going on. I've there. been Twitter on Twitter for a long time. I've never been hacked. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't run a very public account, y'all, yeah. but like, there I've was never also some hacked. dragging of the at uh, Nate Bowling. Not that I'm biased and in one direction or the other, <laughs> but it was quite hilarious because there was also like a, oh my God, we didn't block him. That was accidental. We've been hacked. So, yeah. yeah. You've been hacked yeah. by the person who moderates your account. Is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got behind a, like, I love a, these a, hyper, hyper local yeah. bags of coal. Let's yeah. give some to the Tacoma Weekly as well. Mm, how okay. come? Well, if you haven't read up, <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> Um, uh, our our weekly friends, uh, weekly paper from the north, the stranger, broke the story of how <laughs> the publisher of the Tacoma Weekly, which is a kind of, it had this kind of like cute, scrappy community flavor of yeah. a weekly here in Tacoma. Yep. They've been around for a long time. Was uh, not actually following through with the healthcare that they were providing for their writers, not paying people, and then everything else. And then everything else came out. 
And then the Tacoma oh Weekly's response God. is like, it's some of the, like, if you were really, they hacked? No, <laughs> they did like a, like a who's who of who had wronged them, like oh. a list with like the name of the person and exactly what had happened, and they did multiple. Articles like this, all under the Tacoma Weekly or Tacoma Weekly staff moniker. Oh. So it's like, uh, and then so it's actually if you if you want to get into like like the joy and tragedy of a like small like paper, paper imploding like, being just a mess. Um, it's in the Stranger, and then you can <laughs> read amazing. the follow up pieces in the Weekly, and wow. there's more in the Stranger, and um, the Grand Cinema was one of the. Uh, organizations that was pretty significantly mm-hmm. wronged by the weekly. Mm-hmm. We had had an wow. existing relationship for a long time and mm-hmm. um, they ended up uh, taking us for thousands of dollars on, on a project they were supposed to do for us and didn't what? complete. You can read about it in The Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were really expecting like some kind of like, oh no, but the weekly is great. There's been no such response. So oh, it's really yeah. interesting when these like... Huh. These yep. like blights, like hor- like mistreatment of like significant numbers yeah. of members of our community, and then no one has said anything for mm-hmm. like a really long time. And then finally yeah. the dam breaks. Mm-hmm. Like thank God, mm-hmm. somebody's like it's time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little accountability. So I don't know where to take this next level because I feel like we've talked. You know, some good. We've got a few like yeah. Uh, when you do know, we do little... Brett Kavanaugh? Exactly. So how much coal does Kavanaugh deserve? And all these other really horrible people this year. Who gets a bag of coal and you get a dump truck of coal yeah, and, and you, you get, get a, buried under you coal. You get a power plant worth of coal buried under and lit on fire. Yeah. So who would you give, ladies? Well, let's take I it mean, up. we don't need to say anything other than, like, Brett Kavanaugh. Mm. Um, Louis C.K. trying to come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thinking, like, it's fine. Okay, talk about Not that a little fine. bit. Because we've discussed him a lot on this show. So mm. what do you think about his comeback now? We haven't actually talked about that. Uh, so it was the end of last year when he was accused by yep. five different women of um, uh, sexual harassment and really extreme misbehavior. Uh, and then it was, let me see, do I have notes? Uh, August and September, mm-hmm. he just started yeah. popping up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, working on new live material mm-hmm. uh, with no mention of what had happened, where he came from. And he's one of those comics and, and creators that you kind of had this, like, you know what? You had an opportunity to, mm-hmm. to like, show us what, like, true contrition would really look like. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's not only a predator, but he's also a coward. So mm-hmm. instead of... Yeah. Doing any real work, he just was like just working out regular material. Do you know what any of his material is covering? Like, is it still in the same Louis C.K. vein? Is yeah, it still... same, like, but no mention of like what had happened yeah. or mm-hmm. yeah, and also not not giving the audience the opportunity to make a choice because mm-hmm. he it was a mm-hmm. pop like a surprise mm-hmm. Louis C.K. surprise, um, and so you know what? No, <laughs> yeah, there's this episode of The Daily um, that came out. I don't know, maybe a month ago that was talking with um, the head of one of the comedy stores in mm. L.A. And they were talking about that. Oh, Did you yeah. listen to that episode? I heard that, too. Um, we'll link to it in the, in the show notes. But it's, it was really interesting because the the manager, the owner, was talking about how, well, part of a comedy a comic's work is that the audience has to respond. And so he's like, I don't want to tell people, you know, is it enough time and how much is enough time for, mm. you know, Louis C.K. to, like, do his, quote, unquote, do his time or, like, own up to his responsibilities. But then he's like, it's also the audience's responses. And so if the audience is laughing and the audience doesn't boo him and the audience 
you know, eats up his material or whatever, then it's also like you're kind of that's complicit on us. in his, uh-huh. in his it, abusive. It was kind behavior. of a complicated. I was just like, I, okay, all right. I don't know what I think about all that. You heard, you obviously heard that one too. Yeah, except that many people did walk out, including many women, and <laughs> who who were upset. And instead mm-hmm. of that being even part of the conversation, like, like there's this isn't just someone feeling like that was a bad joke so I'm leaving or mm-hmm. I don't like it when people make jokes about this so I'm leaving like there's a reason why people were walking out and it right. wasn't because yep. that they're 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 um ha- they're haters of fun yeah like <laughs> or that they're dissatisfied with their purchase right <laughs> they're yeah nice eye roll Annie nice eye roll yeah you can okay, see that but it happened some uh, Lots of bags um, of coal. Definitely slash like trucks white people who call the police on black people for oh, a yeah. reason. Um, there's been a lot of those this year, and I just feel like Barium. some of them were just like egregious. Like the lady who called the police on that girl who was like handing was like water or something because <laughs> yeah. she didn't have a permit in California. And then mm-hmm. the, you come to find out that this lady who had called the police had this like unlicensed dog treat business that she was like making dog treats out of her home and it was un- and she didn't have she didn't have a business license and it was just like wait are you are you super duper serious like it was just too much i couldn't handle it was terrible i that those are the worst and some cities have responded mm-hmm. and said like we're if you call the police and i think tacoma did this was it the last city council meeting oh. if you call the police and it's not an emergency and you're wasting t- the dispatcher's time that they'll find you yeah but they the tacoma one did they didn't say like if you're calling on black people which i mean i understand why they can't they can't say that but part of me is like hello let's just actually call it for what it is yeah and it's really interesting to proceduralize like like bias intervention yeah yeah like okay so you're calling because there's a little girl outside selling water yeah yeah uh Ma'am, not really any <laughs> real crimes yeah. happening. So, what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. why do you, why did you think yeah. this was important? Yep, yeah, this it really just justified re- you calling nine one one. This year, I think has really re-emphasized. I mean, it's always been there, and so I don't want to sound um, super ignorant, but uh, just the element of like anti-blackness in our society, I think, has mm-hmm. come to a, a more public level in the country in the last year, and just shame on all those white people that are are doing it, enacting it, and making it happen. <laughs> Other people who else would deserve some coal? Well, I feel more. like can we take it like to the next level in terms yeah. of like buried under all the coal? Because yep. I feel like Let's the news last last couple weeks was uh, about the caravan of people coming from Central mm. America to the Mexican mm-hmm. border, and then the story broke over the weekend of like of border patrol using tear gas against um, folks who were at the border um, trying to cross the border, and it was like, but weren't they rushing the border? Wasn't it unsafe? Okay, border patrol was wearing riot gear. <sighs> And they were afraid because they were having rocks thrown at them. They were wearing bulletproof vests and face shields and helmets. And they were in armored vehicles. And they threw tear gas at women and children. Mm. And, and these were migrant babies families. Yeah, who were mm-hmm. seeking who were, asylum. And trying to find a way, like, through direct action to establish some kind of communication. Right. Yes. Because yeah. the process is so it's, onerous and mm-hmm. slow and ridiculous and... Just, I mean, there was the the thing that really got me was a lady talking about that she was running with her small child who could walk and then carrying her baby, and that her her child was like really sick from the tear gas, and then her baby passed out. And I'm like, okay, you're talking about a, a baby, mm-hmm. right? And it was just like, ah, yeah. So yeah, and also the fact that like tear gas, um, this was also came up that tear gas in like civilian settings, like it's still allowed to be used for crowd control, but it's banned in war. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. So yeah, my uncle was getting in an argument with me and some people <laughs> on Facebook about it's not banned. It's like no. It is in these contexts, yeah. and also like this is a di- why is it being used in this case? Like it's completely inappropriate. Why well, have a chemical weapon and that can be used by law enforcement? Nice white lady voice. in war. Inappropriate. My favorite word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie, who else would you give heaping piles of burning coal to? Mm-hmm. Slash burying them under Let's it. Just go for Roseanne. Hey. Oh, oh Roseanne. yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. You know, she she did what she did. <laughs> Indeed. Um, there's actually uh, quite an excellent. I mean, it's depressing. Um, but uh, I think it is on Vox. Uh, Jane Coaston did a semi-complete history of Roseanne Barr's racist and con- conspiratorial tweets. Oh. So nice little roundup for you. Nice. Um, she's been trolling for years. And I mean, it took took a lot. But mm-hmm. finally, things were things were shut down based on her bad <laughs> yeah. behavior. And right. her, <laughs> yep. and her you know, out. and her cruelty. So there we go. Ugh. Anybody else? Yeah. Any other honorable mentions? Um, uh, President Scrooge McShitbag. <laughs> I love that you've nicknamed I don't El need, Trumpito. I don't think that that. anything else needs to be said about What do we get to call him now? Individual lunch? <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, all the, all the you know, late breaking news, yeah. all the Mi- Michael Cohen cooperating. Sure. And, uh, oh and, uh, yeah, I think he is named as Individual One in multiple, um, Documents now, which like, I, I he like shall not be named yeah. except because I've always I've just been calling him that one guy, that one mm. guy, yeah, Cheeto Benito. <laughs> I really like Trumpito. Stole that from the Bodega Boys <laughs> podcast. Uh, I also, before we wrap up this segment on who deserves all the piles of coal, I just want to bury um, all the teachers who oh, do really yeah. racist oh, shit. Right? Uh, insensitive that out of there. Like, is not insensitive is not a strong enough. Yeah, word. and it's not just like microaggressions. I mean, no. those are also terrible. It no. is. It's not just those things, but it's just explicit displays of racism and hate and white privilege. Like all those combined. teachers in Idaho who yes, had a exactly collective Halloween of. costume yep. of a border wall and yep. stereotypical. Mexican costumes, yeah. and they wore it and to school, and they took pictures together in the cafeteria. Like it was so cute and so funny, and literally, it was neither cute nor funny. Their demographics, exactly. They have students of color, and particularly Latino students, at their school, and so even if you were to justify any of the other nonsense, no, it's like unjustifiable. And that's just one of like the so yeah. many examples that come out year year after year of just crazy ass. Yeah. Get out of the profession! Like, why are you in this profession? Right. Don't do well, it. And Stop the, teaching. And the well-meaning teachers who um, who do things like uh, have all the kids in their class especially around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. dress up as Native Americans and then everyone can find their Native American name and then oh, God. <laughs> right. Uh, the full the full whitewashing of Thanksgiving and I definitely yeah. went the other direction this year and so I'm responsible for um, creating these lesson plans for our like study seals class I was telling you about that we also do like these lessons where um, it's like social emotional and like real yeah. world stuff or whatever in college and career and I was like oh Thanksgiving time huh and so, and so I built a lesson that was like digging into like the genocidal history and like watching all these different well and I teach I teach and unpacking U.S. That. history and, and so we AP U.S. history and honors U.S. history and both all my classes we talked about the history of Thanksgiving and the actual history of Thanksgiving and it was really really great and we mm-hmm. got there was a there's a great article about a Native American woman I'll see if I can find it for the show notes writing about why she celebrates Thanksgiving as a reclamation of mm-hmm. her of her family and her heritage and her ancestors and it's extremely beautiful and amazing mm-hmm. but yeah it's just like yeah we talked about it too because it was like how do we reframe this? Yep, teaching tolerance has some great resources yeah. for that. If you're an educator and you want to mm-hmm. find them, they're on the internet. Any He's other final bags of coal? 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, gonna... just on that same tip, there's a an incredible new documentary that I think just also premiered at uh, at on PBS called Dawnland. Mm. It's about mm. the first ever Truth and Reconciliation um, Commission in oh. Maine. Yeah. Um, working uh, specifically with uh, Native Americans who were forcibly separated from their families and mm. Um, mm. and orphaned and raised in these institutions that mm. were meant to make them white, mm-hmm. um, white passing. Oh, um, and it's really powerful, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's readily available now. Um, it won the Audience Choice Award for documentary at the Tacoma Film Festival. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go to our. We got two quick segments we're going to run to, and so the next one is guilty favesies. Interchangeable. White ladies. So things that are your guilt. You kind of have a little bit of guilt around, but it's really your favorite. Um, and also, since this is our holiday themed um, podcast episode, we'll keep it in that lane. So I'm going to start with. I definitely have a small part of me that does like craptastic holiday movies, and so I'm really glad mm-hmm. for Katie's recommendations because that'll get me out of just like the trash films into something good <laughs> but I will say about my holiday like, I don't mind the like oh there's there's snow and like oh they can't get somewhere and oh, so predictable <laughs> and it doesn't pass the Bechtel test like sometimes I put that side right. of me to the side um, <laughs> which is problematic but <laughs> also like heartwarming um, and I definitely do this when Nate's not at home so there's that because uh, <laughs> I don't want the shame that's <laughs> yeah, involved there all this there. stuff you have to hide <laughs> for sure yeah <laughs> as I'm confessing on the show but uh, on the side of that I will say I'm not into animal holiday movies though oh, I just yeah. that disclaimer like I don't give a crap about your dog that couldn't make it home and is now wearing a bow and then like you know like there's puppy Christmas and there's all oh, this oh there are of, no yeah. I don't, I don't mm. do oh wait but Prancer Prancer, I do. You didn't like like Homeward Bound or like. I hate Homeward Bound. What about I, Beethoven? I, no, I watched this as a kid, and I think as a kid I was Beethoven. like, it's cute. But then I grew up. You know what's and I was great? Like, no. There's a picture of me at Christmas uh, when I was a kid. I was in second or third grade, and I have this huge poodle dog perm. Perm. Yes. My hair was permed oh. very big. And I had <laughs> permed too. bangs. And I'm in my Shame little... Shame I, no, I, look, I was adorable. I definitely had perms. <laughs> I was, oh, man. I was so cute. But I, I'm in Doug's my... face is like WTF. I'm in my like right little now. frilly 90s, like little kid mm. nightgown. And I'm holding just this biggest grin on my face, the VHS tape of Beethoven. Yes. And it was... I loved that movie. It was such a good movie. Hey, guilty favesies. Oh yeah. So, um, vegan egg dog. Like we had some today in the studio, and it was incredible. And I love it so much. And I was joking, half joking. I have this vegan egg dog recipe that's made with bananas, and everyone thinks it sounds really like hippy dippy. Um, but it's incredible. So, um, vegan egg dog, definitely vegan egg dog. When it comes to those embarrassing, like Christmassy, romanticy, whatever, <laughs> Nora Ephron is the queen of that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so, Sleepless in Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, You've Got Mail, which just gets worse every year. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Every the time technology. you watch it again, you're like, oh, You've got mail. mail. The last time I, I don't even mind that, on. but, like, everything Tom Hanks does, you're like, what the? <laughs> I, oh. mean, I don't want them to fall in love at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with, like, erasing your consciousness about anything in life. You're like, everything's ruined. And I always, t- I, like, joke with my kids about that. They're like, you're ruining it for me. I can't just watch a movie. But yeah, And so, in the same yeah. vein, while you were sleeping. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Um, actually, Netflix, the holiday calendar is pretty good. Oh, is it? Yeah. Good? Okay. I okay it with there. it. Nice. <laughs> I'll have to go look. 
Um, a bad mom's Christmas. I don't care what oh, anyone um, says. I think that looks great. Is that it's is that great. coming out this or was it last year? I think it came out last year. See, I don't, I don't, I'm not good at figuring. I'm not good at that. <laughs> I did remember watching the trailer though and being like, that looks fantastic. Anytime you see a film where almost all the leads and all the supporting actors are women, mm-hmm. and then you see that Rotten Tomatoes score that's like middling in the fifties and lower, mm-hmm. you're like. You know what? I bet that movie is just fine. I bet it's great. Yeah. I you bet know what? I bet it's kind of fun. Like women, and, <laughs> exactly. And I bet also. Like, oh, you just didn't want to look at that many women, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I bet like also the movie that Widows. those do pass the Bechdel test, right? <laughs> exactly. I don't know if anyone's seen the movie Widows yet. No, but I've heard it's, it's really good though. Yeah, it's really good. And that same kind of yeah. thing, like people are like, yeah. and it's like, no, it's good. And it's not just your usual heist movie. Like it's actually right. really complicated. I can't and wait. Deep and I really love also like that. Well, like in terms of like bad moms, and it sounds like Widows as well. Like women, like just kind of going outside of um, gender expectations or, like, wilding out. Like, Bad Moms is really, like, <laughs> like that's my speed of, like, parenting. I think Heck that's, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. All right, final segment. Do your fudging homework. Interchangeable. White ladies! So what is the homework assignment for, I mean, we've gotten, like, a million references to fantastic so Spotify lists and movies, movies for this and holiday music season. and everything. I definitely will recommend um, David Sedaris's Santa Land Diaries. It's oh, really yeah. fun. So funny. Um, I know it's not my normal, like, read this thing to become smarter, but it's really enjoyable, and I think it yeah. just brings some levity to the season. Yeah, nice. absolutely. I would say my homework is probably do a non-consumer <laughs> activity. It's the opposite of your ad. Yeah. I mean, I feel like experience, <laughs> experiences are really great. Like, if you can I, – like, I love what Katie said earlier about – just um, enjoying the time of like it's like quiet but also like celebration in this cold crappy time of year where you can have just um, just as little things that you enjoy just hang on to those and celebrate them because it just I don't know I, I'm thinking specifically of like take a walk when it's like cold outside after people have put up their Christmas lights mm. and just appreciate. Do you know the hard work your neighbors put into making the neighborhood look nice? Like, or like, just you just appreciate your family, you know? Like, just the non the non buying things. There's so much purchasing we do. Just don't do that for a day, and see what happens. I, you know, especially if you've got a family that's trending more adult. You don't have like a ton of kids around anymore. Yeah. You got like you know lots of siblings or cousins, and everybody's grown ups. Just be like, hey, let's not do presents. Yeah. You know? hey. Let's just not do it. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't do presents anymore, and it's yeah. the freaking greatest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we adopt a family, which mm-hmm. gives you all that, like, you, you just still kind of want to buy some stuff. Yeah. But then you're like, I'm buying stuff for someone who actually truly physically yeah. needs these right. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did the giving tree this year, and it's the same, we do it every year, and it's the same thing. It's like you, you're helping someone who – I mean, we had a – with the giving tree two years ago, we had a, a – kiddo who needed a backpack yeah. in December and backpacks in December for school they can be kind of hard to find cheap right yeah. because during yeah. the, the beginning of the school year right so we got her a backpack and I just thought like how much that's going to improve her experience at school you know just like yeah. stuff like that you know if mm-hmm. you're going to spend the money do it for somebody who needs it you know mm-hmm. and absolutely yeah I love that any other final things um I'll give a reading recommendation oh, yeah. as well Perfect. um a couple years ago I think two or three years ago I picked up Jeanette Winterson's mm. which she has a very holidayish name uh, yeah. it's a collection of short stories and recipes called Ooh. Christmas days um and her stuff is awesome a little fantastical a little ghosty cool um a little weird yeah and also gets back to that like that funny Victorian tradition of like telling ghost stories at Christmas time. Yeah, which right. I think it's great. It's yeah. another like around the fire kind of yeah. yeah. 
connecting us together and making us want to cuddle up. And Way like, better than yeah. Elf on a Shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, Establish like scary Christmas ghost stories as your new tradition. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Awesome. So one last thing. Um, the best Christmas pageant ever is my favorite oh, yes. book um, from my childhood and it's the holiday season. And yes, it's definitely religious, but I think it gets at like the point of the holiday season in terms of caring about people and giving people and it kind of challenges the notion of I'm going to do a little, little critical theory here, but it challenges the notion of like people who are like, I'm Christian and I'm like you know supposed to do these things and mm-hmm. then they're not accepting of people that are oh, different yeah. from them and so I love the book and Nate yeah. always teases me about pulling that out and like reading it to myself I feel like we should just end I feel like we should just hey onto you a child is born <laughs> it's so good I feel like we should just inundate Nate with Christmas things I feel like can we just like throw sure. garland yeah, at him and yep. Twinkle lights and uh, can I just Christmas say one cookies? more thing? Yeah, because I feel like yeah. Did I talk about the Muppets Christmas? Cookies? Oh no, no, please do. Go please for it. do. Hey, just. just Find a friend who's seen it before. Turn those <laughs> subtitles on and just have a sing along. You can just do it. Do it by yourself. That you can do it with a buddy. <laughs> Where can people follow you if they want to get hold of you or look at your um, online lists, <laughs> all my stuff, all your um, brilliant? I thoughts. am. I'm most most aggressive on Twitter, and I'm at at Katie Niku, which is K A T Y N I C O U D. Sweet, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on Thank the show. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Was fun. So great. Bye. 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 Happy holidays. Okay. The Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is doing a book club. A book club. What are we reading, Annie? We're reading White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. So please pick up your copy at your public library. Robin with a Y. Or <laughs> at um, King's Books. Yep. And read it. And then post on Twitter, on yeah. Facebook, social media. You can use two hashtags. Hashtag IWL Reads and hashtag Read, read less, less basic. basic. Thanks. And please support Channel 253 with a monthly or annual membership at channel253.com. See, it's all dirty. Yeah. Lumps and sacks. <laughs> yep. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.